0: Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on Small Business Sustainability. And our guests this week, well, they are guiding us on restoring our businesses from disaster. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is David Dennison, the Managing Partner of Alert Disaster Restoration. Welcome to Small Business Celebration.
1: Why, thank you very much for having me.
0: And for visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do?
1: Hi, I'm David Dennison. I'm a Managing Partner with Alert Disaster Restoration.
0: Now the reason we're here is we've been getting a lot of requests about how do you go through if there is a disaster for my business and we've had a lot of discussions about a variety of different things that leads up to this topic and we've got an expert here with us this week and this is a real treat because, well first of all, how long have you been involved with this business?
1: So I've been involved with the Alert Disaster for 12 years now, right. uh, prior to I- Did work in Oklahoma, same type of industry, and and learned the basic fundamentals there. And now here in Bakersfield, helping people restore themselves.
0: Were you born and raised here?
1: Born and raised, Stockdale High School. Stockdale High School. I'm a local boy.
0: (laughs) Now, one of the things I really like about this business Uh is it's not a franchise. I go through my Instagram and Facebook feeds, and I get lots and lots of ads all the time from all kinds of different franchises for disaster uh, restoration. You guys are not.
1: We are not, we take great pride in not being one actually. Uh, there's probably 22 different restoration companies here in town. Wow. And 90% of them are franchises. So being local and uh, born and bred here in Bakersfield, very important to me and my family. And so we're, we're happy to be one of the few.
0: I did a quick walk through mm-hmm. before this interview. You have three buildings here. We do. This place is huge. <laughs> I mean, cause th- this, this, you've been in business for how many years now?
1: Been in business for 16 years total. 16 years Uh total.
0: And you've moved into this new location six months ago.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what prompted the move?
1: You know, we were were expanded. We were actually at three locations. We called it our campus. And so we had three separate locations within a one-mile block of themselves. And we thought it was time to come together, So as we grew, Opportunity has opened up additional buildings, and and now we're all together. And, you know, it's been a game changer. Really? Culturally, it's been wonderful to see people come together and just wave in passing or say hello in the morning when they're having coffee. It's nice to have the team back together. It's You know, we consider ourselves a family. Right. And uh, it's a family business. You know, I work with my mother and my sisters, and that's wonderful. But every team member we have here, I mean, it's family.
0: The majority of your business comes from... Recovering from disasters Mm -hmm. and give us a brief overview. What are some of the things that you guys do for business owners?
1: Big thing with when businesses have a flood or a fire the biggest thing is to come up with an action plan immediately Mm. And so what we're looking at from a business owner perspective is how do you get back in business quickly? Mm. So you're dealing with a multitude of factors. You're dealing with a fire department that doesn't want to give occupancy because of alarm systems A building department that wants to shut it down for health and safety reasons, right? So our goal is to come in and put all the pieces together to expedite getting you back in business.
0: And one of the important aspects Mm -hmm. that you have with this business is you work with the insurance companies very closely on this. Most of your business does come or through the insurance companies, does it not?
1: It doesn't actually. So at one point we did get a lot of uh, business through insurance companies. Uh, Now we find ourselves working more directly with owners. Uh, but insurance companies fund these projects, mm. so the marrying of our services, the insurance and the alert disaster sur- services are very important. Mm. Uh, what I mean by that is we have to all work together. And I, I think that's the key when we experience or someone experiences a disaster and they need our help. Right. We help put the pieces together to move, the, move things forward. Just so a negotiation that will take place with an insurance company. You know, they offer X amount, but they forgot to put the flooring in the estimate. Right. I imagine the people want flooring again. So, <laughs> sure. You know, right. it's, it's little things like that people don't think about. All, right. they, all they, They're overwhelmed. They're right. going through the toughest time in their life. Right. And they actually say, statistically, going through a flood or a fire
0: right.
1: is right beneath losing a family member. Really? It devastates people's lives. It's, it's complete turmoil because you lose all control of everything. So part of our job is to help people gain control again.
0: And part of that journey takes us from when the incident first happens Uh or when somebody breaks the plate glass window in your business and it needs to get boarded up and you're moving in, Uh moving forward. So you're first going through that particular part of the process, which is the the biggest shock to the whole system. Then the insurance gets involved. And then you're going through and getting all of this put back together again. What is some of that process like for those of us that don't know?
1: You know, the, the first thing is for us to stabilize the environment. Ah. Last week we had a flood and this lady was 90 years old, mm-hmm. in complete panic. Her right. whole house flooded. Right. And we walked in and she didn't know where to start. Mm. And our project manager said, okay, well, let's get the water off the ground. Just getting the water off the ground, off the ground made it a little bit more calm and peaceful for her. Then we said, okay, now we've got wet walls here, they need to get dry. Right. We set our drying equipment. So much of stabilizing that environment is helping them through, through understanding what we're doing. Mm. Once it was dry, it's like, okay, we've got flooring to repair, we've got drywall that needs to repair, but just that stabilization brought her out of the shock and out of, out of uh, the crazy turmoil right. and allowed her to think. And that's, that's our goal is, let's get you to a place where you can think again. Right. So if it's a board up that needs to happen because they broke into a building, right. we're there, let's board it up and let's not let you worry about this evening, more homeless people breaking into the building or who, whoever right. you know that happened from. Um, Same with the flood, just stabilizing.
0: In the next segment, we're going to be talking about the chicken and the egg syndrome. Do you try to come up with a product or service first and then sell it, or do you sell something and then figure out how to make the product or service after that? But before we do that, if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
1: So you can reach us at our office uh, over off Patton Way in Rosedale, 3300 Patton, or just go to our website, alertdisaster.com, and we're also active on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We're readily available to respond to any disaster you might need help with. And you do know how to answer the phone. We do. That's what we tell people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and we'll talk more about the chicken and the egg syndrome when we come. Right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching. But are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Claru Tire at 661-324-6069 today. I'm here with David Dennison, the managing partner of Alert Disaster Restoration, and our visionary question comes from Manish, who asks, we're rolling out a new service, but we have limited funds to start it. Which have you started with, marketing or sales, and why?
1: And why? It's a tough question. You know, I I think about our beginning years, there was three of us. Um, So when I came back from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and partnered with Deborah Watkins, my mother, like right. I said, it's a family-owned business. Right. Uh, there was three of us, mm. and uh, marketing our sales, I, I look at us. We were the only ones, and you know every business owner I think is a salesperson. Right. And that's promoting your product and believing in your product that is better than anyone else. Right. And so I would to answer your question, marketing or sales, I think it's a it's almost a marrying of the two, but it comes down to the individual believing in in their product.
0: When you were in those early stages with the business, did you? go and you ask the the customers, your customers, what it was that they needed first or ask your prospects what they needed first and then built the services around that? Or did you sit there and go, you know, this would be really a really great service to have. Now I want to go ahead and, and, and promote it.
1: So let me tell you, I'm going to scoop back here. So I, I graduated from college around 2007. Okay. 2007, I had an opportunity to go follow my dream international business. Okay. So I went to work for a company called Link America and we did brokering freight over uh, the sea and okay. over the road. Okay. Great job. First job out of college I was going to live my dream. They right. stuck me in a cubicle and I could not stand it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Couldn't stand it. Sure. The economy had just tanked. Right. And I basically said, "Hey, you got to move me to another division, something I'm going to enjoy more." Right. And I love people. Okay. And so they said, "I'm sorry. We just laid off 100 people." And I said, "Well, you can't move me then I said no we can't and so I went in. I said well here's my resignation I gave my resignation I said I'll see you later right I'm not gonna hate my life right and I went on a went on a journey went searching um, for me it was searching the need first ah. um, so I researched many industries and I found a need that was always going to be there right disasters happen sure and so I found a company a large firm in Oklahoma right that I could learn disasters sure and so for me it was finding the need first um i think in business you can create needs right. or you, you know many needs are just there right and people need help with them um i guess elon musk he created a need sure. you know he said hey we're missing this in america and the world let's let's create the uh the electric vehicle and make it mainstream right but for me it was simple you know floods happen fires happen people need help and, uh, you know, we're a Christian organization, so it falls in line with what we value and what we believe, and that's, that's being a help in people's lives. So when people are going through horrible times, I, we step in, and naturally, we're good at what we do.
0: What was the very first thing you sold?
1: The very first thing? That, yeah. As a human being? As a human being, oh, the very goodness. first thing.
0: Uh, you know, when you were, what, six years
1: old? <laughs> six years old. <laughs> oh, man. Probably sold sold the idea that I got the cookie first. <laughs> <laughs> Forget those other siblings. Right? Just right, right. focus on me. Give me that cookie first. <laughs> and, uh,
0: but for monetary gain, what was the first thing you sold?
1: You know, I, I was always entrepreneurial growing up, okay. and uh, I did car washes okay. all growing up. You know, right. I I had a summer off, and I, I went and door to door and did car washes. Um, and then I actually started a subscription business. I guess really? that's, that's what you'd call it nowadays. Right. You know for 10 bucks a month I'd wheel your trash out to the curb and so I had many clients doing that in the neighborhood so you know those were my younger years sure I was like nine years old right. ten years old but it was fun right it's fun fun to provide a service and and get money in return and I I could find plenty of things to do with it uh. oh man I'm sorry <laughs> nature's of being a business owner <laughs> <laughs>
0: So after you were nine years old uh-huh. and, and wheeling people's trash out for them for a subscription, yeah. brilliant, by the way, much easier than m- mowing lawns, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing that you sold here at Alert that was a, a, your first big major sale?
1: About nine years ago, yeah, got an opportunity, um, a call. The Marriott downtown called us okay. and said we just had 56 rooms flooded and our lobby flooded. Oh, no. And so were we in the place to handle that side of the loss? Not necessarily, right? but I had the experience uh, coming back from Oklahoma. Um, so we stepped in and we got them dried down, um, all the rooms dry, and got all the rooms back in business in three weeks. Wow. So it was a big accomplishment for us. Right. And it was uh, probably one of the first opportunities I saw, like, hey, there's enough disasters here to be dangerous. So right. very exciting, great people there at the downtown Marriott. And I appreciate them giving a local company the business. So it was a fun, fun experience, and it was all hands on deck. We right. literally set up three shifts, uh-huh. three eight hours of shifts, and worked all the way through. Wow! Twenty four seven. So that was a lot of fun. I was very tired at the end of that. Sure. As was sure. the rest of the team. <laughs> sure. But we did get it accomplished. So that was fun.
0: How did that change alert?
1: You, know, I think it showed the team uh, that working together, we can we can do anything. Hmm. Uh, there's a motto that we use here, right. and it's together we can. Mm. And it's uh, something that we've been saying for a little while. Um, right. l- lately, our content division, um, one of our divisions has been really preaching it. And it's pretty amazing what they've done over the last two years. Right. But it helped the team understand, as a team, we can do anything. Right. Um, getting the team cohesive is another aspect. <laughs> but sure. um, right, right, right. at this point, I feel confident that anything we can accomplish here at Alert, together we can.
0: Tell me about Luke.
1: Luke. Luke is a good friend of mine. Okay. Um, and I think I shared this a little while ago with you. Um, mm-hmm. Luke was my best friend mm-hmm. and uh, very close. Uh, we, went, we actually met in college. Yeah. We went to college together and, and stayed in touch um, up until he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was out lobster diving one evening and mm-hmm. uh, had a drowning accident mm-hmm. and passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we probably talked every day for, for an hour a day. Uh, one of the most encouraging guys mm-hmm. I know. So when I, when I had uh, joined the company here, partnered with Deborah Watkins, our founder, mm-hmm. um, he, was, he was on the phone every day with me, probably an hour a day, just encouraging me. I'd be driving to Delano or driving to Ridgecrest or uh, driving downtown and I'd get a call from Luke, hey, how you doing, bud? Life is good, life is good. You getting it done out there? Absolutely. Um, But Luke passed in a shallow water drowning accident. Mm. And uh, that kind of changed my reality to an extent. You know, you go through things like that, and you really, it recalibrates what's important in life. How so? And uh, how so? You know, people. I think people are the most important thing. And I had no regrets. It's not that I uh, didn't spend enough time with Luke or talk to Luke enough, but um, that great country western song, Live Like You Were Dying, really brings that to the forefront of your perspective. What does that mean? Live like you were dying. And so ever since that moment, um, it's been about oh, it's been eight years. Um, every morning, waking up with a purpose. And you know, for all of us, our purpose is different. But I think to every morning wake up and be very uh, intentional with our purposes is a big thing. Uh, for me, what we're doing here is more than just building a business and making money. It's, it's helping people's lives. And it's those outside of our company, our customers, our partners, and it's also our, our team members. Um, but that incident, it changed me. It definitely changed me. Um, love the guy, always will. But uh, I encourage each one of us, I mean, truly, listen to that song. Go home, listen to the song, and uh, slow it down, think about it, and ride a bull named Blue Manchu. shoe. <laughs> It's a great song. It really it it exemplifies uh, what living like you were dying means.
0: And we'll be right back. The reason we're talking with David Dennison here at Alert Disaster Restoration is because of the financial support that comes from visionaries just like you through our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash small business celebration and get bonus content, bonus information, and hopefully learn something that you can use to grow a strong and profitable business even further than the regular episodes here on YouTube. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash smallbusinesscelebration and help us feature small businesses making big breakthroughs. I'm here with David Dennison, the managing partner of Alert Disaster Restoration, and our visionary question comes from Steve who asks, what are you doing to lessen the sticker shock to your existing clients over your costs going up due to inflation?
1: Due to inflation. That's been a big problem. Right? The last couple of years has been a huge problem. So um we are in an insurance uh funded industry so sure. they're very cognizant and aware of that which is which is good but communicate 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 mm. um all along the way we're pausing and stopping and communicating so uh in the height of covid we were dealing with lumber prices that you know it was six dollars for a piece of a two by six and then it jumped to 12 dollars, and it jumped to $16, right. and it could happen day-to-day difference. Right. Uh, so every step of the way we were pausing, communicating that and getting additional funds to make up for that, um, which was a blessing we were able to do that. I, I heard many builders through that time that <laughs> sure, said, right, uh, right. we're not gonna write contracts anymore that go longer than 15 days. <laughs> but um, you know, we, we all understand what, what, and, uh, what we experienced, we all learned from, I think. Right. And right. now it's such a fluid, mobile environment Uh, we're all moving much quicker if you survive through it. So we're we're thankful still to be here.
0: Speaking of wood, just out of curiosity, how many sheets of plywood do you guys, or particle board or CDX, do do you guys go through every year?
1: Oh, let me think about that. About 5,200 sheets of plywood a year. Fifty-two hundred sheets. Fifty-two hundred sheets. Yeah. And,
0: and and roughly, how much is a sheet of plywood going for for uh, you know, at, at the time of this recording? Roughly
1: forty-five dollars a sheet.
0: <laughs> forty-five. Now I'm not good at math. <laughs> forty-five dollars a sheet times fifty-two hundred sheets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Yeah. And, and and how many how many miles or gallons does does your fleet go through every year?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Don't remind me. (laughs) 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 It's why we're thinking about switching over to some solar vehicles right right now. sure, sure. Absolutely. No, we've got, uh, in the fleet, we've got 22 vehicles. Right. And uh, they gas up every three days. Right. So whatever that computes to, I don't know specifics on that, but um, our vehicles are anywhere from a small truck to uh, giant box trucks, trailers, GMC 2500s, so it's all across the board. Tens
0: so, of thousands of dollars.
1: Lots and lots and lots. So <laughs> the, the expense side of things, I, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you like selling things. I like <laughs> selling things. <laughs> exactly. I'm that guy. I'm your typical entrepreneur. <laughs> I'll sell you something.
0: <laughs> we, we, we like the asset column, not the liability column. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> you know, and when you're not here, what do you like to do for fun?
1: You know, I I I travel. Okay. I travel often. Uh, Last year, I went to Canada. Okay. Which, if anyone's ever been to Quebec City, right? uh, You know how wonderful that is. Sure. And I highly recommend it if you've not been. Um, And then uh, I like to fish. Right. So I do like to fish. So I've been a couple times uh, out to Alaska. Okay. Which is, if you ever go on a great fishing trip, I recommend Alaska. Right. The only problem is you'll never want to go fishing (laughs) (laughs) in. in the river again, right. because you actually catch fish. The problem I always have is I go fishing, right. and I don't catch, I usually fish. Right. So once I discovered that little gem, oh, that's, that's where I try to go. So
0: the point <laughs> of going fishing is to
1: catch the fish. That's what I'm told. and you know, I was disappointed for about 28 years of my life. <laughs> Finally figured it out.
0: <laughs> and all this time, I thought fishing was an excuse to go out someplace where your cell phone doesn't work. Oh, yeah,
1: that's a wonderful thing, too. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing.
0: When you've traveled or when you've fished, Mm -hmm. what have you learned from doing those things that you apply to the business?
1: You know, I think a lot of it's perspective. Okay. And uh, I think the more you see in life, the more you realize that uh, where we're at is just a culmination of people. Right. You know, the scenes are different all around the world, Mm -hmm. different cities, different countries but it all boils down to the people. And so, as I get older and I, I, uh, I see more and more of life, I realize it's, it's just about the people. And that's been, that's been the benefit I've received from traveling.
0: What are you reading right now?
1: Right now at this moment? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually reading a book called The Alchemist. Really? And it's a wonderful book. It's been around for many years. But, but one I just finished, I highly recommend it. I just uh, got back from a conference in San Diego right. mm-hmm. for our industry and uh, I recommend it to several business owners. It's HBR, Harvard Business Reviews uh, Family Business Book, and it's all about family businesses, okay. how to set them up, how to communicate amongst family members, how to communicate amongst non-family members, right. in-laws, um, and it's, it's a great guide on family business. So I know you have a lot of viewers that are uh, visionaries. Right. That are family businesses. Right. And I highly recommend it. Um, I'd say of the 35 companies there, about 25 of them said I'm getting my copy tomorrow. So it's, it's a good one.
0: You also like biographies. I do. What's one of the ones that you would gift to somebody else?
1: You know, of all the biographies I've read, I've got a lot out of every one. Right. Um, I think it's a great way to get to know someone that's, um, you would never get to know. Right. The number one biography that I really enjoyed, um, Andre Agassi. Okay. The tennis player. The tennis player. Right. He wrote one with the ghostwriter. Okay. And it's called Open. Okay. And it's about his life and his journey. And uh, it's it was an amazing biography and, and gives you perspective. Hmm. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. Perseverance, sticking to your core values. Um, all of those basic fundamentals right. that I think we've gotten lost. Mm. Um, we've, we've lost a lot of in our society. You know, People are so focused on Instagram and Facebook and you know, being out in front of people and right. having lots of friends. And I think uh, that book uh, is an exemplary of, of fundamentals and values and how important those are. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasurable read. And it's actually the same author that uh, The Ghostwriter, same gentleman who wrote Open by, uh, for Andre he actually just wrote Spare for Prince Harry. Wow. So it's a, it's a great, well-written book.
0: What makes you wake up every morning and open the business?
1: You know, every morning, and that's changed through the years. I would say the last five years, um, every morning is an opportunity to impact people's lives. Hmm. How so? so I think as a young man or as a young person, um, we're so driven to... Um, help our own lives. Mm-hmm. I think as we get older, we realize the importance of uh, helping other people's lives, and also building the confidence to do so. Right. And at this point in my life, um, that's really my focus. Um, I feel blessed to be in a company that has over 30 people that I can add to their lives, mm-hmm. um, and in a leadership position that I'm in, I get to do, do that every day. So to answer your question, uh, reminding myself every morning that I have a responsibility uh, to not. Myself, but to our entire team, to our clients, and um, I have the ability um, to impact those around me in such a positive way. I I think so often we focus as a society on uh, the negative stuff, and uh, it's funny as I get older and older, older, I might read a headline in the news, right. but I don't open the articles anymore. Right, I'm knowledgeable of what's going on, but I don't need to know all the negative details and so I really find myself pushing towards a positivity. And uh, here in this business, that's what I get to do with clients. They go through an extremely rough time in their business, having a flood or fire, or in their home, and I get to point them towards the future. I think so often we, we end up in these, these uh, times in life that are really tough, and we just need someone to basically say, hey, there's a bright future there. There's a hope there. And let's focus on that hope. Let's not focus and dwell on the now because we know if we keep walking on the journey, life's gonna be better than it was yesterday.
0: David, this has been a real privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration.
1: I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much.
0: And if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
1: They can give me a call, 661. 396-7908 or you can email me directly at ddenison at dot website Alertdisaster.com. social media yes we have it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i'll be right back with my final thought the winter season is rapidly approaching but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today.